1: Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, I'm very excited about our guest today. He's one of our favorite lawyers that we know, one of our favorite law firm owners, and he has some big news about his practice. He's been on the show before his name is Josh Warshibe. Josh, welcome to the show.
2: Man, thank you. I'm I'm pumped. I appreciate the really warm introduction.
3: Yeah, I I was also really excited about this one because, Josh, I'm genuinely – you're one of the nicest people I've ever met. So you're just a great human, and I'm so happy with what you're doing with your firm. So let's start with that. What is the big news? And then after you talk about the big news, then go back and tell us about your journey.
2: Sure, man. Well, I – I started a new law firm January 1st, and I've still kind of of counsel to the firm that I've been with for seven years, but I brought my team and I've started a new practice with people I love working with, with a goal to really grow and kind of see what we're capable of as a team. And we're hoping to make a big impact in our community in central Illinois, but I'm so excited. Last week, I also hired one of my best friends. I hired a marketing director. And that's uh, so it's a a kind of an exciting week for me around the firm with with her joining. And I'm excited to tell you guys kind of more about that decision and what we're trying to put together.
1: Josh, you know, a lot of our members in the guild and in Maximum Lawyer in general struggle with hiring someone. And I find it interesting that you hired a marketing person right out of the box, especially given the fact that I think you do a really nice job on your marketing. So walk us through your mindset of what you were thinking and how you arrived there.
2: Well, thank you. I guess there were a bunch of different kind of thoughts that all kind of came together. One of the great things about being in the Guild is your Saturday morning discussions. And I remember one, it was probably five, six months ago, and Jim was talking about plans for the next year and a goal to like 2x or 3x their production. I'm sorry, I don't remember the exact, but I thought, man, that's a bold, badass thing to say I'm going to do. And that got me started thinking. I, I then spent some time with one of my cousins who's like a brother to me, who I'm really proud of, who's had a lot of business success. And he just said, what would it take to 3x your business? And as a thought experiment, I had this like talk with him to like, you know, 2, 3 in the morning. And I thought I need to double down on marketing. I need to be able to grow our team. And need to be able to have, have better systems and focus more on the client journey. And I'm going to need some help. I'm going to need someone I I trust to really execute. And we've worked with some agencies. I'm happy with our current marketing agency, but there's some things that a marketing agency can't do for you when it comes to building local relationships, executing lots of things for you in the day to day. And, you know, I feel like for a, you know, central Illinois lawyer, I'm an above average marketer, but for a marketing professional, like, um, <laughs> I'm nowhere, I, I can't do for myself what a really talented marketing director could do, you know? And if I'm able to, apart from like running the firm and working my cases, dedicate five to 10 hours to marketing functions, what if I had someone who could put 40 hours of time at it, who's going to be more skilled than I am? So I think a lot of folks who follow Max Law are really enjoy marketing. You know, it seems like they're people who are really into the systems and people are really into the building out like a marketing apparatus. I probably fall more in the, the marketing side of that ledger, but just being a realist, like if I could have someone like way better at this stuff than me help me out, I think it's going to be a really instrumental piece of driving the firm forward.
3: So Josh, I know that this decision was not easy for you to do, right? Yeah, yeah. You, it seemed like you were in a very good spot, like you were happy with where you were, right? So will you tell people about sort of what your arrangement was, if you don't mind, like what the setup was before and then what the genesis was for you to say, you know what, this is what I want to do. I want to start my firm.
2: Sure. Well, I'm still of counsel to this firm, but I was a partner with a firm called Bowen Robinson & in, in central Illinois with a bunch of lawyers who I love. I mean, people who are friends and like, it's like a family dynamic there. And they've been really good to me. They have a a generous model, a supportive kind of culture. And my business has grown a a lot because of all the support I had there. So I felt a ton of loyalty to them. But I think, you know, after having Jim's Scott, your your conversation kind of working on me, these talks with my cousin, a few other things, you know, I kind of felt like if I want to, you only get one shot at this and you have to invest in yourself. And it wasn't fair to like expect the owners of that firm to shoulder the cost of doing everything I wanted to do. I needed to bet on myself. And that's what it kind of ultimately came down to. And I realized, I mentioned this to Jim and our mastermind, that I was letting my just, you know, fondness and loyalty and friendship be a crutch. And I was using that like, oh, no, I don't need to leave or I don't need the freedom to start something new because I'm happy or like these guys. And the truth is, I'd gotten really comfortable and I was having, you know, kind of relative success in this market and I was comfortable. And I think I was using the fact that I I just really care about the folks in my firm as sort of a mask for the fact that I was comfortable and to kind of lie to myself about why I wasn't making a bolder action. And then, you know, I talked to them about it. I had some tough conversations because I didn't want them to feel like I was disloyal. I care about how these folks feel about me. And I think you know, the two owners of this firm, and honestly, like you two have done more for my family and my career and my growth than any other lawyers on the planet. And I guess I just didn't want to burn that bridge. So I had some discussions about why I really wanted a chance to better myself. And like, is there a way to still kind of be involved and supportive of the lawyers in that firm and make it a win-win? And so I can have the freedom to do what I feel called to do but I can also still be like a friend and asset and supportive to the lawyers who I care so much about. And I was thrilled that they were, I mean, I don't think they you know, loved the idea, but I, I think they, we ultimately found that there's a way we could make this work. And I'm glad. I mean, I think I'd gotten to the point where I probably would have had to just you know, jump entirely, but I, I'm glad that at least, at least for now, and I hope it endures, I can kind of hopefully have the best of both worlds and run my own firm, but still co-counsel some things with them and continue that friendship.
1: Josh, I find it remarkable that you, as you said, were in a comfortable space, things are going well, and that you still were thinking about, is this as good as it gets? How else can I challenge myself? What in your background, where does that come from, do you think, this sort of – because you certainly – I wouldn't say you were not at ease, I think you were very much at ease, but what was it about you or your background that led you to keep questioning whether – This is where you wanted to end up. You know, I'm
2: not really sure what the best way to answer that is, but I think a whole lot of it was related to becoming a father. And I know you guys will really understand how becoming a a dad just changes you. And you think about like what your impact here is going to be, how your kids are going to see you and and what you contributed. And then the the model that you set for them and the example of, you know, I felt a lot more pressure. There's a a pastor church that I used to attend before I moved and he had a great line. He said, men are like old trucks. We run a little better when we're pulling a heavy load. And I I love that. And I feel like when I became a dad, I got a lot more motivated. And there's some other things I want to do that, I mean, you know, as a personal injury lawyer, I practice in an area with some stigma. And I I really want to build a firm that is community-minded and gives back a lot to the community. I also didn't feel like I should, if I was part of a firm, I should be telling other people that I want to give their money away too. It's a little different, you know, if you want to give your own money away. But I kind of want to set an example for my kids of being philanthropic and community-minded and helping lift people up. And I think all those things kind of came together.
3: So tell us, um, we are now two months and one day in. How are you feeling?
2: You know, I feel good. I feel excited. I think it certainly helps that a week ago, a really good friend joined me. And I'm excited to see things being executed on that. You know, we're kind of in my queue that we're getting moved, you know, and and I'm excited to grow. I mean, I'm also, you know, nervous because when it's your firm, there are no excuses. You got no one to blame but yourself if you're not executing, if you're not moving forward. And I was really comfortable. And I don't really know how to get from here to where I want to be. Like I'm struggling with like what's the next hire? And how do I make sure we keep like the kind of values and vibe we have with our team as we grow? And uh I'm fortunate you guys have built a lot of great resources for lawyers to help like navigating those hard questions, but things are going really well.
0: The Zapathon is back. If you're new around here, the Zapathon is the OG Automation Workshop. At this next exclusive Guild event, we're partnering up with Maximum Lawyer's good friend, Kelsey Bratcher, to bring you a day and a half automation workshop. The idea of automation is simple, right? Identify a repeatable pattern of tasks and then use technology so that business process can happen without you. But setting up that technology can be daunting, time-consuming, and even have a steep learning curve. Join us in person and you'll create automations on-site that will start working for you before you even leave Austin. Join the Guild today and grab your ticket at maxlawevents.com.
1: You're listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Our guest today is Guildian lawyer, dad extraordinaire, Josh Rorschaib, R-O-H-R-S-C-H-E-I-B. And I spell that out because I noticed that the name of your new law firm is not Rorschaib Law. Can you talk a little bit to our listeners about your decisions surrounding the naming of your firm?
2: Yeah. So the firm's called Onward Injury Law. Onward, like we help good people get through a tough time. That's kind of the idea that we're working with there. Part of it, Jim, like I love my staff. I didn't want to inflict suffering upon them. I didn't have to spell Rorschach like 400 times a day. Every time they give someone an email address or a website, like It's really hard. And I learned this the hard way. I used a virtual receptionist. And when I listened to the calls, man, they would mangle my, I mean, it was just, it was comical. Like how like not even close they would ever be. And there's no way that a client thought that was like an in-house person, you know? So part of it is this idea of, you know, wanting to have a branded firm to stand out in a market of where all my competitors, it's just a sea of last names. And that's fine. Some good reasons for that. But. Uh, there were some other, you know, I'd like to be able to add lawyers without worrying about like egos and whose names on the door and, you know, build kind of a brand. And, you know, also if I want to do some billboards and stuff later, maybe my kids won't get like razzed as much at school. I don't know. I just saw a lot of advantages. And while I'm not sure there are a lot of buyers of like law firms in central Illinois, in some of my talks with like Chris Nicolaison, You know, our admiration of what like the Connecticut trial firm is doing and stuff. It's hard not to see that if you have a branded firm you have something that you could maybe a little bit easier to sell someday if you ever wanted to get out of this space. So there were a lot of reasons. The main one though, Jim, is what you led with. It's just too hard on the staff. So I worked with a few different naming vendors that get a bunch of ideas. And my goal was to try to come up with a name that wasn't about us. Like it wasn't, you know, a rah-rah, we're X years experience, but something that we could at least tie to the client's journey. I mean, I feel like I've got to explain it like a little more than I would like, but I'm hoping that like a good tagline will help with that. If any of the listeners have really good taglines for onward injury law, man, I'd love to hear from them.
3: I would too. I think that'd be great. You know, you should just spend an hour gym hacking because Jim's really good at things like that. So I guarantee it, it's already in his brain. It's processing. So I bet he'll have some good ideas.
2: Have it by the end of the call here.
3: <laughs> exactly. I wonder, I guess I got a couple a of couple questions in my head. The first one I want to ask you is, all right, so you are two months in, right? But there was some planning that went into this. It's not like you just started on January 1 and the, like, okay, you got to start from scratch there. You started before that. But has anything surprised you? Like, have you taken on any of the of the work that maybe your previous firm was doing? They're like, oh my gosh, this is different than I anticipated.
2: Okay, I hate to sweat the small stuff and feel it all week, but I wouldn't be real and a little bit vulnerable here. Like, as easy and like idiot proof as things like gusto make payroll, it still freaked me out because I had one dear friend leaving an employer. I have people from my old firm who are betting on me and coming over with me. I was really worried about having a gap in health insurance. You know, so getting all the employee benefits stuff and the HR in place, I'm not at a size yet where it makes perfect sense to have a full time. Office manager and HR, you know, bookkeeper. I just don't feel like I'm quite ready for that hire. So I've been like at least doing a lot of the initial setup myself. And, you know, at my um, old firm that we have an excellent staff that takes care of all of that. And I think I kind of took for granted (laughs) out of those folks because I didn't realize quite how much of a pain it is getting all of the banking and the practice management and the transition to like trying to move over like 70 some clients from one firm to another. We're still going through that. I mean, part of being of counsel is I'm able to close out some files because the lawyers that I work with are, are great people. And they're like, the most important thing is the client and their experience. So if you're the client and we're like on the goal line, like it makes the most sense just to close the case out in that firm and pay them through that, you know. So, you know, just all these little things do kind of add up living in two different practice management systems, two different emails. Man, I can't wait to be through the transition, but that should be done by like, you know, the end of the month.
1: Tyson and I were speaking earlier today about sort of the second chance of starting a firm, you know, after a partnership or after you've had some experience and some time under the effort. Talk to us about what it's been like for you to have that blank canvas and sort of what your thinking was as far as what you knew you wanted to have and maybe some things that you wanted to leave behind.
2: Wow. Man, Jim, you ask really compelling, profound questions. I knew it was a chance to try to Upgrade the software and to try to, you know, there's so many things about Tyson's firm that I really admire, like the way he invests in, in efficiency and systems and, and really about both of you guys that, but I decided to like to make the switch to Filevine. And, um, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can use some of the, the theory and lessons that you guys teach about automation and building in efficiency and especially about building in client communication. I think if. We become really great at anything. I want it to be like the client journey and their experience. And part of it is the discussions on the during unit. And I think most law firms don't give much thought to how often they're checking in, how often they're seeking feedback. And I'd like to once or if God, if we could twice in the life of each case, do something just really kind and unexpected to surprise the client. Just so, I mean, I think one, it builds trust, but two, it builds a massive referral apparatus. And three, like, you know, the folks we represent are people who are going through one of the harder chapters of their life. And if we can show them a little bit of added compassion and care in a personal way, that's like the kind of canvas I want our firm to, that's how I want us to like, the picture I want us to paint. We're not there yet, but that's kind of the goal is trying to make the client journey as positive and supportive as we can.
3: Josh, I wonder if in ten years, right? You look back. So ten years from now, what needs to take place for you to know, hey, it was the right decision to make this move?
2: That's a great question, Tyson. I hope I can live up to this value. But we want to make a big impact in the community. We want to give a, a lot to like causes to support children and, and you know safety issues too. But I'd love to be at a place where we're getting close to reinvesting like ten percent of our revenue into the community and. I know that sounds a little crazy. I feel a little embarrassed to say. I almost view it like as a form of tithing because I think it's also good marketing and good business. I'm like halfway between St. Louis and Chicago, and with Zoom Court coming in, it's only a matter of time until more firms in each place are like are coming into the the market where I am. So I want to be building kind of brand affinity and doing things to make people really care. But I, I have this silly daydream, I have this little vision of. This may be less altruistic than I just painted it. But imagine you're at council table during jury selection and, you know, during poor dire, the defense lawyer is talking to the panel and multiple people say, yeah, I've heard of them. They gave my kid a bike. They gave him a bike helmet. They bought backpacks for my grandkids. I mean, how screwed would that defense lawyer be? I just think that would be the most beautiful (laughs) place to be in 10 years from now. So I don't know. I think the, the real answer is I want us to really give back in a way we can be proud of and feel like we made a difference.
1: I've heard of some long plays before, but that is a really long play. I love it. I love it because I know you're, that's not the only reason you're doing it. Josh, I'm struck in listening to you as to how lucky the three of us are and how lucky we are that we have this ability to sort of build the life that we want. And there's so many people in the world who don't have that opportunity. And I know that Whenever I talk to you, I always feel like you are a pretty grateful person. Can you talk about the power of gratitude?
2: Well, you guys teach a lot about mindset and the fact that one of the other kind of guildians was I was just listening to your episode very recently about making the choice to kind of focus on the good and to think about the people who move you and and lift you up and to uh, really try to tell them how, how much I mean to you and how grateful. Uh, you feel to them. I I think it's just, you know, I'm in, I'm in Bloomington, Illinois right now. And there's one of the best writers of maybe the generation ahead of me was a a fellow named David Foster Wallace who lived here. And he gave the, just this incredibly powerful commencement address called this is water all about this topic that we can't always control what happens to us, but we can control how we decide to process that and, and how we decide to live with it and let it work on us. And how, you know, even if it, sometimes you got to tell yourself like little stories to <laughs> to make your day-to-day experience a little happier and a little more positive. But I mean, I'd encourage any of your listeners to check out that commencement speech, just is water. It's, it's really powerful.
3: I love it. All right, Josh. So we are getting up against the time. So I am going to wrap things up. As always, I, lo- I love talking to you. You're just, just such a, a great person. If you've got a case in central Illinois, send it Josh's way. He is just such a great human being. Trust me, your clients, your referrals will be extremely happy with the results because he's he's doing, he does great work too. Not only is he a great human being, but he does amazing work. So uh, very good stuff. Josh, thank you so much. We are going to wrap things up. Before I do, I want to remind everyone to join us in the Facebook group. The, the There's a free Facebook group, over 6,000 law firm owners, and they're sharing their secrets every single day. So join us there. If you want a higher level conversation with people like Josh, join us in the guild. Go to maxlawguild.com and just amazing things being done inside the guild. Trust me. And while you're listening to the rest of this episode, if you don't mind giving us a five-star review, we would really appreciate it. It helps us spread the love with other law firm owners that really need the help. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week?
1: My hack of the week is this. If you work out at a gym, keep an eye on the people that are working hard. And give them a thumbs up or a wink or let them know that you see that they're working hard. When I first started going back to the gym and I first started trying to lose weight, it made a huge impact on me when a couple different people who go every day just told me they were watching or that one guy said I inspired him. And I've started to do that to other people that I spot at the gym who are working hard. And I think it's a nice virtuous circle And you don't know how much of an impact it makes on people, especially people like me who didn't feel completely comfortable at the gym. There's one lady that does the rowing machine behind me after and I've given her a few thumbs up and it's a good boost for everybody.
3: Yeah. Okay. So I don't know about you. Like I like giving people a high five or a fist bump. I just like giving it to them because when you get a fist bump or a high five, how good do you feel? Like you feel so good. Even if you have the earbuds in, right? Give them that fist bump, man. Like said, yeah, just give them the look. I, I like that, Jim. That's <laughs> I, I know I feel good whenever I get it. So, all right, Josh, you are next. You know this, you know the routine. What is your tip or hack of the week?
2: Well, I have the two. The one, you guys are from the future on tech. Like the Zapathon will be awesome. I hope people will take advantage of that. One thing I use a lot is Text Expander, which is so easy to use. And it saves me so much time. And it's so gratifying because they send you these emails telling you how much time you saved with it. But I didn't know how to use it right out of the box. So I found a really affordable course called Text Expander for Lawyers. And it was like, I think it was like under a hundred bucks. It wasn't much at all, but it gave me the confidence if you like and to to learn how to use it. And it's a bunch of little modules and it it was great. I can't remember the name of the teacher. I saw he's speaking at tech show in Chicago, but it really helped me. Then the second thing is a a conference that I attended last year for the first time, kind of at the urging of a, a lawyer I really, really respect. And it's the Lanier Trial Academy. And you know, Mark Lanier is arguably like the greatest living lawyer. I mean, he's had unbelievable success. And it is this three-day tour de force where he takes you inside his best thinking on communication theory, persuasion, storytelling, how to use exhibits. So it's a masterclass in the art of lawyering. And I found it enormously inspiring because it gave me this sense of like what's possible. And I I feel like I only digested like 5% of it. So I'm going back. It's in Houston in the summer. But I found it motivating enough that it started like a a weight loss journey for me. One of the things he talked about in the persuasion deck was how being overweight can make you lose a little credibility. And I think I just had to hear it from like the world's greatest lawyer to realize that I needed to make some changes you know, or risk not serving my clients as well. Like that kind of shook me a little bit. So I, I started walking and I lost like 45 pounds and I would not have, I don't think if I would have gone to the linear trial Academy as, and it, it's not a weight loss seminar. It was just like one slide, but it hit me, man. So I think if other people go, there will be other things that will hit them and, and change their lives. And if you go to what it like, It was one of the best conferences I've ever attended. The best I've ever attended was MaxLawCon 2019, which like blew like the blinders off of me and like changed how I thought. But the Near Trial Academy is awesome and I'd I'd highly recommend it.
3: You and David Terry both highly recommend that. I've never made my way out there, but I need to. I've heard really good things. So, and checks in the mail about Mm -hmm. MaxLawCon. So, we'll send you that for the the promotion. So, for mine, mine is way more lower level, simple, but it solved a massive problem in in our office. I don't know about you all, but we had to send certified letters and it's a real pain in the ass to send certified letters. But we stumbled upon something called Switch and there's no monthly membership. You pay per certified letter. I believe it's the same cost as sending a certified letter if you go to the post office. All you do, you upload the PDF and you send it out. And it's like whatever it costs for to send certified mail. No one's leaving the office. We used to do it through CaseMail, but CaseMail got really clunky. It's like casemail.us, but it got really clunky. And so... We've been sort of struggling with using case mail and we found Switch. Switch is, it's really easy. It's called switchmail.com. I've got it in front of me, switchmail.com. Really, really good. Definitely recommend it.
1: So you switch the switch? We switch <laughs>
3: to switch. Make the switch to switch. All right, Josh, thank you so much. Really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and good luck, man. You've got this. You're going to crush it. I can't wait to see what you're going to do.
2: Uh, thank you, gentlemen. I, I appreciate you both so much. Bye, guys.